There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. That's the sound of a family of Ukrainian refugees being reunited with relatives at the Polish border. More than 1.7 million people have been displaced in Ukraine since Russia's invasion. That's the equivalent of emptying London's five biggest boroughs. France is accusing Britain of turning away Ukrainian refugees at Calais. But Home Secretary Priti Patel says the authorities here are doing everything possible to speed up the visa process. We're joined by Dr Agnieszka Kubal, a lecturer in sociology at University College London Centre of Slavonic and East European Studies. Agnieszka is a migration law expert and human rights scholar who's worked on the ground in the region. What work have you been doing since Russia invaded last month? This situation is very personal to me. Over the last week, I was trying to get out my research partners, my research assistants who have been working with me on various projects from Ukraine. My friend, we did our PhDs at Oxford together. I was trying to make sure she leaves with her family. After her PhD, she went back to to, to Ukraine and she had a center for mediation, a very successful center for mediation at Kiev Mohila Academy. So for me, of course, it was very close to my heart to make sure she and her family leaves Ukraine safely. I had another project partner who was in Kiev. She's now in Lviv and hopefully she will soon cross the border to Poland. Also, there's been a clear outpouring of love and practicality from the Polish people. What's being done there to help? My uh, mother in Poland already has three uh, Ukrainian refugees. Uh, they arrived over the weekend. But my mom is not the only person. This is why I'm, I'm saying this refugee crisis is so unique, because even though we have more than a million refugees, there's not a single camp. Every uh, Everybody who is arriving is immediately being accommodated within private flats. This is not by any means unique. But based on the experience of that family, I would say uh, that the, the thing they are fearing most is their life. Is their life. Uh, my, uh, the family who arrived to stay with my my parents, they only have one bag uh, among the three of them, uh, one set of clothes, uh, laptops, uh, and that would be and mobile phones, and that would be it. They they have no uh, other personal belongings. They literally left as they stood. Uh, I know we've been talking about uh, uh, Russia's danger of. Um, uh, invading Ukraine for uh, a month now, 
And yet, uh, when it happened, people just left as they stood uh, uh, with whatever they could grab, uh, and most important, with their children and immediate family members. So I would, to, to answer your question, what the people I think most fearing for, given by what they arrive with, is the immediate life, the danger to the immediate life. From analysing the data, how are you seeing the large movements of people throughout the war zone? Part of this internally displaced people movement, in the sense that majority of them are moving to the west of Ukraine, to the city called Lviv. You probably have heard about this. It's only four hours away from the Polish border, which is now the main hub of uh, people arriving from the east and the center of Ukraine, but also the humanitarian help from the west arriving to Ukraine. That's the first point where where those parcels uh, of food and clothing arrive. So I think the strategy for the moment is to stay and, and wait what's going what's to happen. I know people are trying to rent apartments uh, in Lviv. All the hotels and hostels have so far, I mean, are fully booked, of course. And uh, I think the immediate strategy is to stay and wait. They are relatively safe now and relatively close to the Polish border that in case the invasion continues, they can always, they, they have that less to move and they have that less to flee. I would say people who have been displaced from the east and the center and currently find themselves in the center of Ukraine, this is the most dramatic situation. Uh, we've heard that the uh, humanitarian corridors that were supposed to be open for people fleeing Kharkiv, for people fleeing Mariupol, have been uh, uh, bombed by the Russian invasion. And how has Brexit affected the UK's obligations and strategies for looking after refugees? While the UK is no longer part of the EU, meaning it does not take part in that collective temporary protection directive, it is still part of the 1951 Geneva Convention. The UK has put in place its own sort of like a visa process. And I know from media reports that there are around 5,500 people who have applied for that visa to come to the UK, the refugee visa. And yet in the Last day, uh, only 1% of those uh, applications has been granted. So uh, we have 50 visas granted. And finally, are there some additional safety risks to people fleeing Ukraine? It is, uh, I would say, an ideal situation for you know traffickers or for uh, uh, people who have exploitative motives in mind to work, to basically uh, work, uh, uh, operate in, in that area. That's why I think, I mean, on, on the Polish, Slovakian, Hungarian, Romanian side, which we have seen is a lot of everyday people like you and me going to the border, giving the time, uh, uh, NGOs helping a lot in the processing and registering of those refugees. But they need to be better supported by state structures uh, because we are in this for a long run. That's one thing. And second, in exactly in order to avoid the dangers, there needs to be a better state coordination of those various uh, volunteering and bottom-up um, initiatives so that the most vulnerable people are, don't fall through the cracks. 
There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. And you can donate to the Standard Ukraine appeal at gofundme.com slash f slash Evening Standard Ukraine appeal. That's the leader. We're back on Tuesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.